Hey, good evening, Top Fans. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with another team that we is a playoff team, a team that we've talked about before, but a fresh face in the clubhouse. So I want to welcome Brandon uh, in with us tonight. Brandon, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? You know, I'm not going to complain. It's it's early on the West Coast, so we still got time, right? We still got the evening, and I got the Mets, Braves game in the background, you know, a lot riding on that, and so, woo-woo, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, favorite team, Brandon, who's your favorite team? My team are the Yankees. They've been my team since I was, you know, eight, nine, ten years old when I first came to this country. Okay. So, so tell me about it. Tell me about how you became a Yankee fan. Was that? I mean, you came to the country. Where did you come from, by the way? I came from South Korea. I was adopted along with my brother and I. I came here when I was seven. My brother came here when he was like, uh, like, I think eight, nine months old as a baby. So, but we're eight months apart. He's, uh, he's the ugly brother. I'm definitely the more handsome one. But yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure I send this directly to him once we yeah, we post it. <laughs> I always say every time I'm around my brother in laws, I always teach my nephews and nieces to say, Who's your favorite uncle? I say, Who's your favorite uncle? I say, Uncle Bill. <laughs> right. And I just do it just to get their goat. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So how did you become a Yankee fan? You came here. Were you in New York or was it just something that you saw on TV or or what was it? My dad, my dad, actually, my adoptive dad was a big baseball fan and he grew up playing baseball, watching baseball. And, you know, it kind of runs in the family. You know, uh, his dad was a big Yankees fan, you know, growing up with, you know, Maris and DiMaggio and all of those guys. And it kind of rubbed off on me, you know, so I kind of carried the tradition and, you know, um, it's been it's been a heck of a ride. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to get that ship, you know, yeah. real, real soon. There you go. Yeah. You know, Brandon, I love asking that question because it always comes back to family. Right. And for those of you that that don't know, we haven't said this, but Angie, who I interviewed earlier in the podcast drop last week, is is Brandon's wife. And she's a huge Dodger fan. And Liam was on and and she's made him a Dodger fan. So it's going to get unique in Brandon and Angie's house if the Dodgers and Yankees <laughs> go to the World Series. I think what I'm going to do is invite everybody over to their front lawn and we'll just charge admission and see how it goes for every game. See how it goes. We'll have so, those split like Dodger hats and Dodger shirts. You know what I mean? Dodger yeah. Yankee one side. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a hoop. It'll be good. It'll be good. All right. So so who you know, now that we know that you're a Yankee fan, who's your current favorite player and who's your favorite player of all time? And they they don't have to be Yankees, but they can be for sure. Sure. So. Growing up, I was a big Mantle fan. You know, my dad had, like, pictures of him, baseball cards of him, and, you know, he just loved how he played, you know. And my dad's kind of like that old, old-fashioned, old you know, um, you work hard, and, you know, Mantle came from a, you know, real small town, and he kind of, um, you know, worked his butt off and ultimately got his talent recognized. And, and ever since then, like, I just loved him. I loved how he played. I mean, obviously, you know, I could only see highlights. So, you know, I mm -hmm. couldn't really see, you know, him physically, but just, you know, my dad talking about him, how he played. And, you know, he had these old uh, 
uh, baseball scorecards, like when he went to the games and he would fill them out and I would see his name on it. I was just like, wow, this is kind of crazy. You know, so I would say Manto is my one of my favorite players, you know, growing up. My current favorite player, I would say, would be would be uh, Cortez, the pitcher for the Yankees, because he's so animated. He's willing to do anything and everything to win. And, uh, um, you know, that's how I am. I play baseball all my life. And, you know, you might you might not be the most talented the guy, but you're going to do anything and everything and work hard to win. You know, and like I just love the guy. He's he's so funny to watch. Nestor. I, I love him too. He, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that he would do anything to win because you're right. He, and his backstory, I mean, he was in the minors and then he got bounced around from team to team. I think this is maybe his second or third tour of duty with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And he's finally up. And it, I mean, if you're looking for a story of somebody that fought their way through adversity to get to where they wanted to be, Nestor's your guy. Cortez is your guy. So I, I love that. I mean, did you see him the other night when he started wiggling his feet and everything yeah. and then threw a pitch? I'm like, yeah. there you go. There. And when he was pitching against Otani, you know, he was doing that delayed windup and Otani's just laughing his butt off in the box. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Otani had to step out. He's like, hold yeah. on, wait a second. What's what's going on? He started his windup six and a half minutes ago. Um, let's, you know, maybe he could throw no, the ball exactly. this way at some point. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I you know, Nestor's amazing. You guys got a good club over there. I mean, all rise Aaron Judge is having a, a career year, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I would love to see him back in pinstripes. I really would. Um, he's from the Bay Area, so I'm a little concerned that he might go to the Giants. Being a Dodger fan, I don't want to see that guy 15 times a season. I mean, the guy's six foot ten and, and swings a tree. And when he connects with it, it just goes. But he's a great talent. No, no, for sure. And I don't. Th- I think that the Yankees will definitely offer him the moon. But my thing is, he's getting up there in age. He's not like in his, you know, mid twenties. He's like he'll be 32, 33. You know, so I think that's one of the problems with the Yankees is they're getting up there in age. They don't really have young superstars that are gonna climb up and you know kind of be the face of that organization. It's not like. You know, when Jeter and Posada and Mariano played, when they, you know, came up through the system, they don't have that. You know, everybody was banking on Torres to be that good. He's been kind of consistent, inconsistent. It's been it's been a roller coaster ride with him, you know, so it's been tough. And like even like Andujar and those guys, um, they haven't really mounted up too much ever since, um, you know, he got hurt. So injury has been a big, big part of one of the reasons why the Yankees have been so inconsistent, you know. Yeah, it, it, a lot of injury bugs this year for a lot of teams, which is is amazing. But I, I agree with you. I, you know, the Yankees right now, you've got uh, Josh Donaldson, who's not young. Aaron Judge, who's 30, right? He turns 31, I think, before the season starts um, next season. Uh, you got uh, uh, Rizzo over there at first. He's not a young kid. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, when Jeter and Posada and – and um, all these guys were coming up, even Bernie Williams. They were coming yeah. up, and they were young kids. And they, that's what made the Yankees so special, right? And so they got to find a couple of these young kids that they can nurture. Although I have a little bit of faith in that, Brandon, because if you noticed this year with all the trades, it was mostly prospects, like yeah. the Juan Soto deal, right? It was a couple major leaders, but a bunch of prospects. And so 
teams are trying to get younger, recognizing the fact that they need to be younger. Um, and so I agree with you. I totally agree with you there. That's, that's good. Okay. So we talked about your favorite team. We talked about your favorite players. I love your insight in your players. I, yeah, I, I've had a couple of interviews with Yankee fans and, and I'm trying to drag inside out of them and I'm loving your, your mindset, mm-hmm. but let's, let's talk ballparks. Sure. Where have you been, my friend? Which ballparks have you been to? I've been to a lot. Like one of the things that my parents did when we were younger, we would go to these like uh, summer vacations, spring vacations. And one of the things that my dad and my brother and my mom did, we would go to these ball games, you know, baseball games. So one of my favorite ballparks is PNC because living in New York, you know, Pittsburgh isn't really too far. And there's this, there's this ambience, right? You get to the stadium, you see that yellow bridge. To get to the to the stadium, you cross the Roberto Clemente Bridge, and you see, you know, his statue right in front of the front of the stadium, and other great figures along the way. And it's just an awesome, awesome ballpark, and it's really, really good sight lines. Uh, the fans are great, even though you know we'll catch a game when the Yankees are playing the Pirates, like the the interleague games, and you know they'll <laughs> they'll make your life a living hell. But you know they're great, they're great fans, and it's a great baseball town when they're winning. You know. PNC Park's on my bucket list. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, it's but, awesome. But it's everybody that I interview that hasn't been to PNC Park, that's their first on their bucket list. Yeah. Just because it's picturesque, right? It is. Um, have, have you been up north to the to the hated Fenway Ballpark? I have. I've been to I've been to Fenway Park. Um, I can check that off my list. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, I went to Old Tiger Stadium back then. Um, even though it was, you know, outdated, it's not like like these new ballparks. But just the just the ambience alone is is what makes these ball these old ballparks so awesome to be in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you could just picture like Ty Cobb or DiMaggio being at these ballparks and just, you know, playing ball. You know, yeah. And that's that, that that's so awesome. And I'm a big historian of the game too. You know, that's really really important. There's uh we'll have to talk offline. There's a couple of uh of documentaries I think that you would really really enjoy that I because I'm a baseball purist. I'm a historian of it. I love that stuff. To me, that's when you're talking about those guys, DiMaggio, and you're talking about Mantle and guys. Those are guys that were lucky if they made fifty grand a year. Yeah. Right. Where yeah. now now granted that would be like making three or four hundred grand nowadays. But, nowadays. Yeah. But they were making thirty million. Right. They weren't demanding half a billion dollar contracts over 10 years or 12 years. Too much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Too much. Um, I know that because you're married to Angie, I know that you've been to Dodger Stadium. So you got to check that one off the list. That is awesome. I, I was I, I we were there. Actually, it was Vince Scully's last game oh. and it was just awesome. You know, just just the weather, the the trees and just the whole history there. It was really, really awesome. Uh, we ended up actually leaving, I think, like the fifth inning because it's so crowded there. It's like a college, college, like going yeah. to a college football game where it, like every it's just packed, you know, and you're dealing with the traffic. And, but it was just awesome. It was just yeah. an awesome scene. Have you made it down to Petco yet? I have. I have. Petco is actually just doing – just reading some feedback on, and reviews. I've been to the ballpark. I loved it. I think they're 
they're usually in the top 10 almost every every year from what I've seen. Yeah. From an experience standpoint, from weather to food, you know, it's always rated pretty high. You know, the only thing I didn't like about Petco when I was there, now they've changed this a little bit, but they have those light towers that go north to south yeah. instead of east to west. So for me, it felt darker in there. But the players were fine. It, it didn't matter. And so yeah. now they've got some lights that go east to west, which is what every other ballpark does. But it's a great ballpark. And they've added they've added a downtown down there. And it's, in fact, right before we got on, one of uh, the top fan rivalry followers that's a Padre fan sent me something that says, hey, we clinched. And he was at the <laughs> game today. It's like, there you go. There you go. So good. Bye. All right, so let's let's assume for a second you got a month off of work. Money's sure. not an issue. You're going to grab the kids, you're going to grab the wife, and you're going to go to three to five ballparks that you haven't been to or that you want to repeat going to. Where are you going to go? I think Bush Stadium is one of them. I love mm -hmm. Bush Stadium because it's it's such a uh, fantastic baseball town. Uh, my grandparents from, are from there, and uh, the fans are just fantastic. The weather is hot, especially during during the summer. It's hot and humid, but uh, just just the team overall. You know, they they've been pretty pretty good over the years. Uh, Camden Yard, one of my one of my uh, top five baseball parks to go to. Um, it it's just all so awesome. Just the just the uh, just to walk up to the stadium, you see the big factory that's facing towards the water. It's it's really really awesome and. I I've been to New Yankee Stadium, but I I'm not really big fan of it. I still prefer old Yankee Stadium much much better. Uh, the reason being is because the sight lines at the old Yankee Stadium there's no obstruction. Like you could see the field from anywhere, whether you're up in the nosebleeds or in you know sitting on the third baseline, first baseline, great. But like the new Yankee Stadium with the TVs and you know some of the some of the attractions that they put up there. It, uh, I don't feel like it, it provides a really good experience overall in, in seeing a baseball game, you know, that's, that's and what I, I hear. Would, yeah. And I would definitely go back to Dodger stadium. I, I, that's one of my favorite places to when go you get out here. Either you or Angie need to let us know. And my wife and I will meet you up there. In fact, we'll meet for dinner ahead of time. Yeah. We'll yeah. Teach you easy ways to get in and off the mountain. Cause it's yeah. for, for those of you that are listening to this Dodger stadiums on a little mountain, and uh, it's unique to get on. There's only a couple of ways on and a couple of ways off. So Brandon's not lying when he's talking about traffic. If you get stuck, you could be there for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just smiling going, uh, sorry, coach. So, <laughs> all right. So postseason, let's talk postseason real quick. So postseason, um, obviously the Yankees have made it. They've, they're going to get that by, which is great. You don't have to play in the wild card round. Um, but what are you looking to, or what are you looking forward to most about the postseason? And is there any team that makes you nervous to face throughout the postseason or in the end of the World Series? The reason why I love postseason baseball is anyone has a chance, right? It's all about it's all about whoever's playing most consistent baseball at the end of the year. You know what I mean? And when you have that momentum, that's that's really, really big. And being a Yankees fan, you know, the last month and a half, two months, the Yankees been kind of inconsistent. You know what I mean? Their pitching has been 
kind of been, eh, it's been okay. They lost Britain, you know, Zach. Losing him, I think, is huge. And I mm-hmm. think just their pitching, if you look at their overall pitching, pitching, playing against Houston, like, that team worries me because they have our numbers. You know, they've done well against them during the regular season, but when it comes to postseason play, they just have our numbers, you know. And, you know, if you look at just our overall depth too, and that that's a big concern for me because you have so many guys that are, they're kind of older. They need the rest, you know, especially when postseason it's, you know, it's the schedule is kind of a little bit tougher and you're not getting the rest that you've been accustomed to. So that that's a big concern for me as well. And again, like we discussed earlier, the Yankees aren't, they're not, they don't have a lot of young guys. They got guys in their thirties. That's, which is great. They have the experience, but sometimes, sometimes whoever's playing best baseball kind of, you know, wins a best of five, best of best of seven. Yep. Well, and what's interesting this year, you nailed it because the Astros are that team that is crazy good, but here's what's unique. Everybody starts at zero. So it doesn't matter how many wins you had in the regular season. So the guardians could come up and win their, the wild card round and they could face you guys and, and take you guys out. Next thing you know, the guardians are, you know, playing for the champion. It straight or Seattle could do the same thing, or it's just, it, everybody starts at zero. And as you know, baseball is unique in the sense that when you have a best out of three series, you can't have a bad day. You yeah. can't let that ground ball go through your legs. You can't overthrow your your cutoff guy. You can't make a bad pitch. When you have a best out of five or best out of seven, but gosh, it's going to be exciting for the Yankees, isn't it? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And I think they have the chip on their shoulders, but I don't know if they have the pitching to get them through. You know what I mean? You can so you can't you you can only rely on Garrett Cole for so much, you know, before his arm blows out. You know, so yes, kinds of worries me. But I think if Tyone has a has a you know if he's on point, I think you know with him and Garrett, I think we have a good chance. Then we can go into the bullpen kind of, um, you know. Seven, eight, ninth inning, I think we'll be okay. But just getting there, getting there is, I think, is going to be a challenge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually concerned because I know that you live in New York. Uh, um, and for me, I'm concerned how MLB has this new playoff structure. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, we won 100, Dodgers won 106 games last season and we had to play a best of one wild card game. Against yeah. St. Louis, who had only won yeah. 86 games. So I like this new series because my cardiologist loved that series for me, loved that <laughs> game. You know, afterwards, I'm like, Doc, give me three of them or whatever. Right. But yeah, I, um, <clears throat> what is interesting to me is so just tell me for a second, let's just assume either Cleveland or the Yankees um, make it to the World Series. Okay. And then let's assume that the Cardinals make it to the World Series. Mm-hmm. So um, the World Series starts on October 28th. How warm is it going to be in New York on October 28th? It's going to be in the low 50s. It's going to be very, very chilly. If you're in Cleveland or if you're in St. Louis, it's going to be really what happens if what happens if it's Minnesota? Maybe next year it's Minnesota against Colorado. Like how warm is it going to be in Denver on November 3rd? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be warm at all. No, <laughs> so- no, exactly. Exactly. 
though, but you can't start the season any earlier because there's places that you'd have snow outs if you started in in late March, right? March. Yeah. So, exactly. but man, I'm excited for this. I'm, I, I'm going to admit this, and I've told everybody this. In fact, you can go back and watch the podcast from the beginning of the year, beginning of the mm-hmm. season. I predicted a Yankee Dodger World Series. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. And so we we've got a shot now. Um, you know, like I said, we're going to charge admission on your front lawn during the games and maybe have a couple of divorce attorneys ready for you and Angie, depending on how this goes. But whew, I predicted Dodger Yankees World Series. Dodgers look really good. They just they're, they look so good, you know, from pitching to, you know, they have, they have such such great depth, you know, from one through nine. It just there's they're so great. Anybody could hit, and especially like adding Freeman, and you know I love Trey Turner and Mookie and um, Chris Taylor. I mean, they've been there, done that, and I think experience plays a huge role. You know, they've been there for so much. You know, yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm hoping that the Mets. Um, I'm kind of hoping that the Mets win the division and the Braves end up um, the wild card because then the Braves and the Padres can beat each other up in that round. And then hopefully we can take out whoever, and then the Mets and the Dodgers could play in the league championship series, and then we can go to New York to play in the World Series. That, you know, anytime that you have to play against good. New York, why not, right? But I think with Scherzer and DeGrom, one, two, those guys are going to be really tough. They are going to be very tough, with the exception of you saw it last night with Scherzer in Atlanta. His arm, he's got that weak arm after a certain period of time, right? Yeah. We had him last year as a Dodger, and he had that the bum arm in the playoffs. You kind of saw it last night when he couldn't get command of some of his pitches. I mean, don't get me wrong. He only gave up a run or two, I think, but he just didn't look like the blow-away Max Scherzer in May that you normally see. Yeah. But I agree. You know, what's the scary part about the Mets is they remind me eerily of the – and this one's going to hurt you. I apologize. <laughs> the the two thousand one um, Diamondbacks that had sh- uh, Schilling and and Johnson right that was that was a great one two punch and honestly nine times out of ten you put Mariano in that save situation and he's going to get the save it just yeah. happened to be the tenth out of the tenth <laughs> yeah I, no I agree that little uh, blooper yeah uh, not not to rain on your parade there but. It, <laughs> It reminds me of those teams, right? If you've got two good starters, you can do anything in a best of the seven series. Yeah. Right. But, you know, you got Urias and you got Kershaw. So, you know, tell me how you're supposed to to man up against those guys. I mean, Kershaw's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And Urias is one tattoo away from some serious medical problems, I think. But <laughs> he's a great pitcher. Yeah. So we'll yeah. we'll take it there. Brandon, you have been so much fun. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being a Yankees fan. Thank you for being on. Um, we'll definitely get you back on again, um, especially during the post or during the off season. We do a lot of things where we grab a bunch of guys from all over the country and we talk best leadoff hitters or best players in this era and things like that. And I think you'd really enjoy that. So we'll get you back on. Yeah, no, that would be great. I love talking baseball, especially I love, having, you, I love having you as a guest. And thanks for being on tonight. Brandon, and we'll look forward to launching this tomorrow for you. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you very much for your time. I had a blast. You bet. I did too.